Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to week one post-Thanksgiving feast. Uh, you know, last week we said we would rank our Thanksgiving experience. Um, I'm going to go out of like one to five gobble gobbles. How was yours? You said one out of, oh, you said one to five. I thought uh-huh. you said one out of five for yours. I was like, dang, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give mine like a three out of five gobble gobbles. Because it was alright. Yeah. It was fine. It just average. Yeah. Mine was fine. pretty mediocre, too. Um, there wasn't even any drama. Not saying that I wanted it, but, like, at least, like, it would have been interesting. No. I'd no, give mine really. two out of five gobble gobbles. Um, you know, no one saved me a deviled egg. Uh, mm. And that really hurt my feelings, so I had to drive all the way across town to my mom's house to see it's some eggs. Oh, um, you know, you know, one exciting thing we had sweet potato casserole. We never had that before. And I was, and I thought of Taylor, I thought of you. Was yours good? It was good. It could have been a dessert, not going to lie. Cause the top was like very, it was like this very crunchy, crumbly thing. It was good. There was no marshmallows involved. I was a little disappointed, but it was good. It was really good. And you know, my aunt, she was like, I've never made this. And she kept asking like, is it okay guys? And I was like saying like, girl, you, this is good. Bring this back next year. She heard the podcast. She said, you know what? If Taylor likes it, I'm putting it on the table. Mm-hmm. My family, they said, I don't care if you don't like raisins. We're putting it in the sweet potatoes anyway. <laughs> and I was like, but you know, it's fine. I will say we had way too much food this year. And I think it's because less people were there. Because a lot of people were like working and stuff. And you know, everything with COVID, everything's a little just like smaller. And we had a lot of leftover foods. Because um, usually the deviled eggs are like gone. But they weren't. There were leftovers. And then there were um, leftovers with the, the dressing. Sorry, I always say stuffing. There were leftover rolls. Never has that happened before. This year was weird. Like, I mean, I know the past few years for Thanksgiving with my family have been weird. Because we haven't all met up collectively in a while. But this year was, like, extra weird, you know. No grace. No getting to get dressed up, which I honestly kind of live for. I love <laughs> putting on a good fit and just being like, hey, everybody. But we didn't do that. Um, I was very grateful for my mommy for having eggs. I said, do you have any eggs? And she was like, eggs? What are you talking about? And I was like, nobody saved me. And I said, everybody's so greedy. And then I drove over there and hung out for, like, three hours. I only had one. I could have gotten more, but I didn't. I wish I did. You should have come to ours and gone. We had leftovers. I should have just walked up, mask on, and said, put them in the Tupperware. Put them in. Mm-hmm. Even though they would have gotten destroyed. Yeah, they would have. We, You would have had, you know, a Mio moment, but with no Mio. Mio minus the Mio. Yeah. My mommy put up her Christmas tree. I, wa- I I watched. I don't know if I helped a lot. I said, I'm wearing my good Columbia jacket, Leslie. I can't get that fake snow all over it. We haven't put ours up yet, but I'm always the person that's like, can we get the Christmas tree now? Can we get the Christmas decorations? And then I, like, barely help. 
sorry. It's not fun. Like when I was a child, decorating the Christmas tree was like magical. But like but putting no, it up like, is not fun. Let me tell you, fights get started around this household. Like you're putting it too low. You're not putting the right branches. Because we have our branches tagged. Like, okay, this is like branch A. So the A's go on the bottom. Like, That's how our tree used to be. It had these little like plastic rings on it. And let me tell you, before we tag these branches mm. you wouldn't want to be in the same room as as us no 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 i have like i don't want to say ptsd but a very experience about those like tagged branches because like now we just have one of those three-piece trees where it just like stacks up or whatever but mm-hmm. when we had those with like the hook and it was tagged when yeah. i was a child i was like helping put the tree up and i was you know crawling on the floor to get the next one and one of those hooks went into my knee and now I have a beautiful Ooh. scar and a story to tell. Mm. So I'll be honest, I do not have a seamless second. I was assuming I, Thanksgiving was yeah, a seamless second. Yeah, that's because I was going to ask you, I'm like, how was your Thanksgiving? Um. So there's the little update, guys. We told our story, but you know who didn't. You know who had every opportunity to do so, but didn't. Who? Jonathan Mendez. <gasps> we were rooting sean. for you we were all, we were rooting, all for you. rooting for you sean we took the time out of our day to watch your documentary we are currently recording a podcast for your documentary and yet you give us nothing this is free promotion and you know before watching it even last week i said i hinted at it i said hey we're we're looking at somebody who doesn't take a risk um and i was thinking to myself i am in wonder of why they're making a documentary for you Mm -hmm. but i wanted to know more i was willing to give you a chance Mm -hmm. because i i really respect i respect you as an artist i think you got some i'm acting like he's actually listening you got some bops out there i don't hate the music i don't i'm not saying you don't have vocal talent but this was your opportunity to show us who you are and you didn't yeah i i think we have to put out a disclaimer you know we always talk about sean around here and you know sometimes it's not very positive but we do like we both said we don't hate the guy no like we have no reason to hate the guy he's just like he's a little bland you know that's how i he's feel a little bland. and i'm sure he's not a bad person or anything like that and i feel like a lot of times me specifically i'm very like sean mendez mm-hmm. I don't hate him. Like that just yeah. seems like I don't. Criticism, like, I, yes. Hate, no. I used to like like him back in the day with some of his older stuff. I was like Shawn Mendes, he's cute and all, but then you know you get older, you see other artists out there, and you're just like by association, Shawn's just kind of. Mm. <laughs> like I liked him back in the day of his like 2014 YouTube covers when like, we were like teenagers, and you know he was he was the little cutie in MadCon. He was the only one in MadCon that we you know, light. And they totally brushed over the fact that he was, like, on Vine, in MagCon. And I get it, because it doesn't fit the brand or anything. Okay, this is a very big complaint of mine with this document. I'm, I'm going off. There's no reason to give a summary, because there is no summary. The floor is yours. I was so disappointed that they, they tried to go into how we became famous. 
but never once mentioned back on. And I get, maybe that's just a part of his life he doesn't want to open up, he open up about. But you're doing a documentary about your life? Open up about it. That was a big part of his life and he chooses not to do it. Like, I don't understand. He wanted to... I don't understand the point of this documentary. I really don't. Like, we both talked about this. Like, what were we supposed to take away after this? I'm totally with you because, like, whether he likes it or not, it is a part of his origin story. And it should have at least been addressed. You could have been like, you know, I appreciated the time. Or even if you didn't appreciate it, be honest. Be like, that time in my life was not great, but I'm grateful for where it got me. But they were so focused on keeping him, like, squeaky, like, at Mm-hmm. every moment in this movie and th- okay this is the big comparison that has to be made and we were both talking yeah. about it and like anyone who has watched this and is like old enough to know what's what the tea is mm-hmm. there are blatant comparisons that can be made between him and justin bieber both, and that's not sean that's not sean's fault at all it's just happened it's a very big coincidence it just is and like i i wouldn't even say fault because he hasn't been problematic his whole life you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like Way back when, Justin Bieber had a tour doc called Never Say Never. He has that new, like, YouTube one, but I haven't seen it, so I don't have any opinions on it. <laughs> I tried to watch it, and let me tell you, once he started talking about religion and Haley, Haley Bieber, I was, like, out. I was, like, mm, no, we're not. It's too it's too cheesy and cliche. I couldn't do it. You couldn't do that, but we could both do this. Um, yeah. So, like, here are, the, here are the basic comparisons that I think we've both come to the conclusion of. And this is comparing... Sean then and now to early career Justin Bieber so they're both small town Canadians you know because all the music artists they got to come straight from Canada Justin's from Stratford Sean is from Pickering both were discovered through social media at around the same age because like Justin started to become big when he was like 15 we just learned that Sean was signed at 15 Mm -hmm. um and Justin had like YouTube Sean had YouTube and Vine slash MadCon but he doesn't want to talk about that And then they both have similar fan bases, which are, you know, the teenage girlies and the 20-something women. And, like, also just want to say that doesn't invalidate their musical success or anything. Because the girlies, they carry the top 40 Mm -hmm. and the pop industry on their back. They have the power to make or break an artist's career. Like, they are the ones who decide what is good. I mean, that's kind of the reason why Sean is as big as he is. Mm-hmm. It's those, it's the fans. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw this in here. I think that his friend in the movie was Ryan, but we both, you said it was maybe Eddie. I don't know, but I swear they said Ryan. I don't know. Um, it could have been Ryan. Honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. Justin, back in the day, had a best friend named Ryan, too. And I thought that was funny. Ryan Butler and then his other friend, Chaz Somerville. I wonder if they're still tight. I wonder if they are. Probably not. <laughs> Um, who knows? I don't know. I don't know these people, apparently, even after watching a documentary about them. Um, I don't know. The thing about documentaries, I've seen a few musician documentaries. I've seen the Justin Bieber one. I saw the Katy Perry part of me. Seen the One Direction one. Saw the Five Sauce. Um, Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga. And the difference between all of those compared to this one is that I learned something about those people coming out that I I came out of those and whether or not I like the documentary whether or not I like the person I was like I didn't know that about them that's interesting they show me a part of their life that I didn't know about Sean Sean I knew this about you I knew you had anxiety I knew 
I knew you were a Canadian boy. I knew you had a relationship with Camille Cabello. Anything else? Anything else? Like, I will say we got a little bit more background on his relationship with her, but even, like, the commentary that he made was pretty vague. But I want to steer it back to Taylor Swift with Miss Americana for a second. Mm. So, okay. In... I haven't seen this documentary, but I've seen a lot of clips from it, so I feel, like, decently familiar with, like, the tone and everything. So in this, like, her big conflict is, like, the lack of Grammy nominations and the election stuff. Well, I mean, there's more more than that, too. Like, she talked about her eating disorder, which I... Oh, yeah. Nobody really knew. Like, you could look at her and, like, obviously tell there was something, like, going on. But really, when she pointed it out, I was like, yeah, she didn't look like that healthy during the 1989 tour so there's that too but see like even with that like there are so many conflicts that are brought up with this movie the only conflict we get is like him talking about his anxiety which like i'm not trying to say that's not a legitimate thing it definitely is but if stop talking so much and like show not tell basically Mm -hmm. you know like give us examples reflect on the past like he was working so hard to be like motivational Sean and I was like okay this is cheesy this is corny and the other conflict wasn't introduced until like 20 minutes so the end of the movie it was like oh my god I lost my voice which the same thing happens in Never <laughs> Say Never yeah um I thought at first like the big you know how in every like singer's documentary they have like a really big thing that they're working up to so they that's kind of like the foundation so like Lady Gaga's was the Super Bowl which is obviously a very big thing. Justin's was his first time in Square Garden. He was like 16. That's mm-hmm. a very big thing. But like in that, like he has these like little performances here and there. And then he has like, oh, so this relates to my childhood or something like that. Like, let's go back. Let's like, let's, let's look back at my childhood and my struggles. Sean's, I thought it was whatever that stadium was in Toronto that he was talking about. He like, could see it from his apartment. I can't remember the name of it. So I don't know like, oh, about. Like, maybe that's his, like, childhood stadium that, like, he would go see his favorite musicians in. And then they kind of just said, no, we're going to Brazil now. And I was like, okay. There was no okay. storytelling to this. Like, this should have just been, like, there. okay, it's obviously promotion for the next album to come out because we get so many snippets and teasers of, like, songs that haven't been released yet. And I'm like, this should have just been a making of the album. Yeah. But I have a question. So with our women, with our women documentary specifically, like, I think about Demi mm-hmm. Lovato is Simply Complicated. She talks about her oh, yeah. addiction struggles. And then, like, Lady Gaga, I haven't seen – is it Five Foot Two? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I remember her talking about, like, an eclipse, something about, like – aches and pains and stuff like that yeah i don't remember what the medical condition is called but she it was like in her back or something i think and like she was in a lot of pain throughout these like um she had like these certain episodes where it would get like really bad and then like her that too and her other main thing was like writing joanne which is like based on her it was inspired by her aunt that passed away when she was like 19 not lady gaga but like her aunt passed away when she was 19 this is like my big question and i feel like you'll have things to say and i have things to say (laughs) (laughs) is 
the music documentary standard different for female artists? Because I think for women, they're expected to reveal a lot more. Whereas like men, they can coast on being hot with these like unnecessary shower scenes and like the slow-mo hair flip. Yeah, because unfortunately, I do think that the things that are revealed in like doctor documentaries about female musicians are very real and I think it like has to do a lot like it is very hard it's probably a lot harder for women in the music industry but also you have these like personal issues I mean Katy Perry and part of me they literally documented when she when Russell Brand texted her saying like I want a divorce and like the cons like that was before her concert but she put on a brave face. Like, have you ever seen that clip where she... I haven't seen it. You really have? Like, you need to look that up. It's like, I mean, say what you want about Katy Perry. No, there's a lot of things. But, like, she put on a smile a, when she was going through her toughest moment in her life just for her fans. And, like, this isn't to be, like, preachy feminist or anything. Mm-hmm. But in this regard, and in so many others, obviously, I think women do... They're, they're put at a different standard because they can't walk around and be like, let me coast on my hotness. Let me include a shower scene if they yeah. want to be taken seriously. And I do like how these documentaries show that because in some ways, I feel like they just couldn't get anything out of Sean because he probably has had it a lot easier because he is very, he is an attractive person and he's not that controversial. Like Pretty much just- any of these like, boy band type people and i'll say that too about justin bieber like i know probably the back in the day when never say never came out his biggest like thing that like people hated him because he was like young girls liked him that was his biggest thing in with women it's completely different it's like Women, it's like, oh, I hate this woman because she ta- she writes about guys all the time. Oh, she's such a baby. Because or she's she a snake or whatever. Yeah. And she's, it's all of these things. With Justin Bieber, it's literally like he's so popular. That's why I hate him. And I mean, you can say the same thing about women too. Like, you, that's, same. Like it's, it's like that for like when One Direction was a thing too. Like that people tore the girls down that liked them. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember like, what happened in that documentary because I honestly don't really know and like the five sauce one the biggest conflict that happened was that Michael burnt his face on stage now they don't use fire on stage anymore like they're I will say I think they should have waited for the five sauce documentary because I think a lot of stuff has happened since then that they could use for a documentary um it was just it was a promotional thing if y'all was, can it... hear this horrible dog howling, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my animal. Yeah, like, I think if if a woman came out with a documentary like Five Sauces or One Direction or Sean's, they would be criticized. Like, why are they releasing stuff or something? We Like, if she had boring content, if she didn't have anything that was way too revealing, like, oh my goodness. She, she, this is so boring. I think she would be called an airhead. Yeah. Because, like, he didn't give anything. And, like, I also think part of it is, like, toxic masculinity, too. Because, like, with women, we expect more of an emotional response and vulnerability. Whereas, like, men, it's like, no. And him, I, 
I'm not trying to speak for him, but because he didn't really express any like strong emotions at all during it, I'm like, do you just have like issues with being vulnerable? Does it you know, have to go with those rumors too? It's like, well, if I'm vulnerable, people will think yeah. of me as this. I wish he did talk about that a little bit, like, because there are a lot of rumors about sexuality, and I think that is an interesting topic to bring up. Not because like, is he gay? Is he not? Like, I think that was just like a big thing that happened with like, I don't know, just bringing something up that everybody wants him to talk about. Like, I'm gonna be honest, nobody really wants to hear about his anxiety because he's talked about it. Talk and anxiety is so normalized. Yeah, and I don't know. And there was something. Oh, the shoot! You literally just brought it up, and it like disappeared from my head. The um, oh, him crying. I haven't read comments about the scene where he cries, but I can imagine some people are like, "Oh my gosh, he cried! He's so vulnerable. He's really opening up." I'm like this. While I do appreciate, like, yes, he opened it's such a moment where it's, like, he's not the masculine man that you thought he was. He cried. And it's just, like, everybody cries. Come and they on. didn't follow it up with any commentary or anything. It was just a scene of him, like, on the phone with his mom, him not saying anything, and just, like, sniffling. I don't know. I, I wish they... Not saying I wanted, like, a therapy session or anything. I wish they kind of got through, like, the deep, like, they went deeper into his life. And I think, I was telling you this, the moment he broke down because he had to cancel a show, I don't know if this is the first time he's done this, but I did feel bad for him because in a way he seemed, like, really stressed out about it, but he really shouldn't have, I think. I think... I'm like, you need to relieve all this pressure off of you because I do think there is a lot of pressure on him because I I think he wants a good relationship with his fans, but he, it, I don't know, seeing all those girls cry about it, I know that's like a really sad thing. And yes, they pay like a lot of money for it, but I think that would have like made it worse if he saw that. He would have like, like, I don't know. It would have been, like, hard on for him. And I'm like, don't feel hard. Don't be hard on yourself for this. I'm like, anybody who's in the spotlight, like, has that amount of pressure. But I think a lot of his pressure is internalized. Mm -hmm. And, like, that ties into anxiety, too. Just, like, holding yourself to this unbelievably high standard and, like, expecting perfection every single time. And I'm like, I think he psychs himself out. And you know what he could have compared? They could have made a good comparison to his MatCon days because, you know, those girls... And it was a, it was mainly a female fan base. They looked up to these boys. They loved them. And if you ever, like, maybe if they canceled a meet or greet, maybe they did something wrong. And there's a lot of controversy around MacCon. You know, those girls would get upset about it. So maybe they could, that could have stemmed from his MacCon days. That could have been a good comparison. It's just they didn't want to go there. Like, they didn't want to go anywhere. And I... And that's completely okay if he doesn't want to talk about it. But honestly, that's what people kind of want. In the letterbox review, some people said, like, where are the MacCon? Like, we want to hear the drama. There's probably some, I don't know. It's just. Not even maybe, like, drama, but it's like, why, why did you distance yourself from them? Yeah, or just, like. And it's pretty obvious why, but still, we want to hear you say it. From your mouth. It's like, he just, I don't know. Like, he's so focused on providing 
I don't want to say positivity, but like empty positivity, because a lot of it is just kind of like live, laugh, love type quotes, and it's not, like, there's not really anything there, there's no depth to it, and like you said, like, we didn't learn anything new, and a lot of his fans said the same thing on, like, YouTube comments for the trailer for this documentary, I was on some Reddit threads, people were like, well, didn't really give us any new details, and I'm not saying that he has to, like, sit down and spill every thought he's ever had because like nobody's entitled to that if you don't want to share you don't have to but this is definitely his time to talk about things um i want to look up like what the bio like what the um synopsis was on netflix for this because okay it says he's a self-taught superstar and on this tour sean continues to learn how the it disappeared (laughs) netflix come on Um, (laughs) It's a completely different synopsis when I click on it. Over the course of a world tour, this unguarded documentary follows Shawn Mendes as he opens up about his stardom, relationships, and musical future. See, this isn't unguarded, though. This is completely guarded. He's so playing it safe. Or, like, his management. I don't know. Something about this doesn't seem right. Because I think this has a lot to do with his management. I don't know how much blame is to be put on him. Like, it could very well be that. It could very well be, like, the people who directed and produced the film. I know Ben Winston is the executive producer, and I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, y'all, I think he did some stuff for One Direction, too. I don't know. I mean, I remember, all I remember from This Is Us, as far as I'm concerned, there wasn't any revealing stuff because they were under that management think think about now if one of those boys especially zane or harry if they released a documentary about themselves and didn't say a word about one direction wouldn't you be a little disappointed dear i mean i guess i don't know because like i think like harry has his behind the album for hs1 and I don't know how much... I think he does talk about it a little bit, but I feel like he always is like, the band, the band, the band, instead of saying it. Because, like, he's trying to steer his own career. And, like, I think that makes sense. But, like, with this, with, like, it being your origin story, it has to come up somewhere. Like, it Mm -hmm. has to. And then, like, because you're making this documentary, and I'm not trying to, like, take away from his fame or say, like, oh, he's not famous, because he's, like, he has three studio albums. He's, like, an established artist and everything. But... There are people who don't know about Shawn Mendes. He's not on the same level as a lot of other people. Like, mm-hmm. he's not like a, like, oh, everybody knows Shawn Mendes. Like, there are people who'd be like, who? Yeah. And this documentary should have been enticing for people who already know and love him and people who don't. Yeah, I mean, like, just think about the Justin Bieber documentary. Everybody knew who Justin Bieber was, whether you liked it or not. But I think the point of that documentary was to show, like, oh, so you don't like me? Well, here's some backstory. Maybe you'll feel sorry for me. Or, like, you'll see, like, oh, I I came from nothing, really. This is my inspiring story. I don't really see a lot of inspiration in Sean's documentary. My, I think they were trying to with, like, this is my childhood bedroom. Look how small it is. I made YouTube videos in here. I was like, okay. Like, tell us more. What, what was it like? Did you sing at school shows? Did you, like... And there was some things where it was like, it was hard for me. Some people said I couldn't do it. And I was like... I have something to say and, about that. Okay. Okay, so 
two things really so they're like it was hard for me so there's a part at the beginning of the documentary where he's talking about being a kid and he's like when you're a kid and you have these crazy dreams and someone's like that's stupid you're like yeah you're right that's dumb uh and then like two seconds later he's like but that never happened to me because everyone around me supported me like then what was the point of giving that example and Mm -hmm. then he has this other thing later on where he's talking about a fan who asked him like she was like I want to be a songwriter like you how do I do that he's like you're a songwriter go write songs and I'm like I appreciate the sentiment you're like follow your dreams or whatever but this doesn't mean a lot coming from you someone who hasn't ever really been like shut down or told no Mm -hmm. like where is the hardship I'm not trying to say he's never been through anything in his life because I don't know all his personal stuff because it's not in the documentary but freaking be like musically like yeah he's had criticism for his albums but never anything like serious because he's never done anything risky enough to get that kind of criticism yeah and his sister like said when he first started to you know consider singing as a career she said he wasn't that good at singing so i was like eh, whatever we'll see where this goes but then that's it and it's just like oh but he made a big like what do you mean he wasn't a good singer what happened did he just magically one day become a good singer? Exactly. And then she was like, I remember us talking and you being like, I, ne- I never want to be famous. And then Sean's like, clearly I changed my mind, right? I love fame. I love all my fans. <laughs> it's like, boy, do you have a gun pointed at your head? Calm down. And his sister, okay. I wrote in my notes, I said, she's my favorite. Because she was keeping it real. She said, he was seeing so loud and annoying all the time. She was very typical younger sister. Mm-hmm. But I want to know, like, if their relationship is actually the way it is on screen. Like, I'm sure, like, they're friends and pals and whatever. But she was not afraid to be kind of like, yeah, he wasn't that good of a singer. He was annoying. We don't actually do that at school, blah, blah, blah. But him, he would always be like, it's your first day of school. You look so cool today. I, okay, so... Back in the day when I used to follow Shawn Mendes on Instagram, because, you know, as one does in their lifetime, I don't know, um, he would actually post pictures with his sister. Like, they seemed like they actually did have a good relationship. So I don't know about now, but, like, it did seem like they had, like, a pretty genuine relationship. I, maybe it's just, like, because the contrast in the way they speak. Because I felt like she was really, like, not scared to be like, yeah, he kind of got on my nerves sometimes, all that singing. But him, it was... I don't have siblings, so I can't talk, but he was like, you look so cool. God, you look so cool. It's your first day of school. That's why you're wearing your uniform. Like, it just felt weird. Maybe it's because he's, like, coming home since from tour. And sometimes, like, when you don't see your sibling for a while, you don't want to, like, be like, uh, let's start fighting or, you know, let's start annoying each other. But, you know, once you... I don't know. I kind of feel the same way with my sister. If I don't see, for a while, see her for a while, I'm not going to pick a reason to, like, I'm not going to go pick a fight with her, but if we spend some time together after that, I'm going to be like, hey, let's just, like, punch each other in the face now. <laughs> not that I punch my sister in the face, but you what know is, what I mean. What's your documentary going to be called? Um, the Dollhouse. I was literally about to- <laughs> Oh. We have good names for documentary, we though. Do, the Dollhouse. Do. Mine would probably be something about... Mine would be after, like, a long period of struggle, and it'd be, like, coming out courage or something Yours stupid. Yours would be so cheesy, because it's a courage <laughs> thing. I would actually cry. Courage under fire. Um, um, 
I'm trying to look through my notes just to... Oh, okay. So I did say the most hilarious thing about this documentary is Sean is looking outside his apartment in Toronto. And there's a billboard on a building that says, we stand united. I saw American. that. I was like, where is this? In Toronto? Um, oh, I wanted to talk about that manifestation journal of his for okay. a minute. So I was a little creeped out when I first saw that. I was like, mm-hmm, you're writing this stuff over and over again. I don't know people who actually do that, but, you know. But I said, Sean writing, I control my brain and voice over and over again gives me big joker energy <laughs> like yeah. it's just like he writes it over and over and he said manifestation i was like does he really like i wonder if he before he filmed that he literally wrote all that in there it's just, a brand new notebook he just put, tore the plastic off or, may, or maybe he oh sorry i drank that coffee now it's stuck he actually wrote that and it's kind of just like yeah, I'm weird. I write things over and over again to manifest. It's okay. I said I wasn't going to make fun of his manifestation thing because, like, I get it. And, like, I think, like, you know, putting positive thoughts and, like, the law of attraction and stuff, I, like, I, I respect that. I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. But the way about which he does it with, like, the repetitive writing, like, my voice is going to be perfect. I'm going to hit all my high notes. It seems, like, negative. It seems yeah. really, like, obsessive. Like why? Like, have some confidence. Have some trust in yourself. That you know you're a good singer. You know, you're you're good. I think like a lot of like his issues are like very internalized. I'm like work on it. <laughs> like I will say, like I do. I think the one thing that came out of this documentary is that I feel a little bad for him when it comes to like he has no self-confidence it seems like but yeah at the same time he kind of does he seems like cocky at some points and then he's like but I have to manifest because I hate myself it seems like I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this in a way that makes sense it's like it's almost like fake it till you make it like he'll talk to other people he's like yeah, if you shoot for the stars, you can be like me. Worldwide pop star, Sean Mendez. But then, like, at home, he's like, all I am is a hot boy with a decent voice. I he's like, I hate my career. I hate that people love me for this. Ugh. And it's like, wow, way to disrespect your fans like that, boy. The <laughs> only, like, narrative they have for this or the one they're trying to push is, like, him being a normal guy. Like, it starts out, he's like, I'm just a guy who likes music. No. John Mayer is my icon, but like, how my knee? Oh my god, <laughs> that's what I get for talking smack. Um, like, he's romanticizing these like normal things in quotation marks, and I'm like, you can literally do all of that. What are you talking about? And it's just, it's weird. Like, he'll he'll say like, I'm just a normal guy, and then he'll completely like deject that statement by like following it up. He's trying so hard to seem normal when it, and it just like at this point, like just accept the fact that you're not. I think that would have made it so much more interesting. Like his whole thing in this documentary being like, you know, I've had to accept the fact that my life isn't normal anymore. I've had to adjust to that. And I'm like, he's famous. And I am of the belief that at the end of the day, we're all just people. Like, you know, he's not like a god or anything. But. 
he says I'm normal and then turns around and it's like has this fascination with like regular people life and I'm like you're separating yourself from normalcy by romanticizing stuff that is not that great like he's like oversimplifying like like, regular people life like we're trying to learn how to make eggs like first of all what and then second of all we're trying to we're trying to figure out the cure egg like who we even when you're normal nobody when you're normal thinks that's like glamorizing exactly like nobody's like like, oh i can't wait till i wake up and have my keurig coffee pot like whenever like i got a new when i got a new coffee pot thing i wasn't sitting there being like thank goodness i'm normal because i can't figure out the keurig coffee pot like he just he picks these things that are so trivial and focuses on them it gives me big um looking back at my high school glory days, like when he's having that conversation with his sister and they're walking past the school or whatever, and he's like, every Friday we would all sit outside and 200 of us would talk about what we were doing for the weekend. I said, I highly doubt 200 of y'all were all just sitting mm-hmm. around talking about the weekend. And then the sister, two seconds later, she's like, yeah, we don't do that. And I thought it was... So- she was the real one. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I want a documentary about her because she mm-hmm. said, I'm not scared I'll tell it all. Yeah. But, like, he has this little interview moment. I think he's in the car at some point or something. And he's like, I just miss being able to smoke weed and hang out with my friends and eat beef jerky. I'm like, you can do all of that stuff. If anything, it's easier now because you have money. And I Mm -hmm. understand, like, the appreciation for, like, a mundane life, especially when you're him and you don't really have privacy and stuff anymore. But I'm just like, stop dumbing down people who aren't famous. I'm like, we have our own struggles too. We have our own. Our, my biggest struggle in the day is not the Keurig coffee pot. Let me tell you mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about more, which I mean, we have talked about, but not as much, is um, the star of the show, Camila Cabello. <laughs> she was just like in the background sometimes. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Um there was this when they were rehearsing for the senorita performance there was this like really obscure like editing scene like sequence it was like back and forth between her and him he's sitting down he looks a little he looks a little depressed and she's like trying to figure out like what am i gonna do today am i gonna am i gonna just gyrate on my boyfriend or whatever am i gonna pop lock break or jam and then she looks back at him and she's like he looks depressed. I should cheer him up. Find out what's wrong. And then we learn nothing. No. It's like, she and, says, I love you. Do you know that? And, and I, I, the entire time, I'm like, they look like a married couple on the rocks. They look like they can't look at each other. Something's wrong. And it's just, I don't, are we supposed to figure this out ourselves? give us the information like okay with oh my god with that whole scene first of all i could go the rest of my life without ever seeing anything related to senorita ever again um and we got our little behind the scenes bathroom rehearsal we got that um but this is like the one area where people are like okay we did get inside we saw how they got together whatever we met five years ago I liked him, but I don't know if he liked me. And then we get the revelation that from Sean that every song I've ever written is about you. I'm like, that is that BS. Lie. That Just, is literally not true. Because she doesn't even believe it at first. 
She's like, really? Because not all of my songs are about you. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, there. I know they met like five years ago, but if he got signed at 15, that's at least two years of songwriting where you all didn't even know each other. So I'm like, not every song is about her. I don't know. I feel like he said that because he's like, oh, I'm going to be romantic. I'm going to tell her that all my songs are about her. Probably not even true. Most likely. Like, he confirmed, like, 100% that two were, which was, um, If I Can't Have You, and, um, what is that other song? Like, um, oh my god, I don't even remember. Like, Lost in Japan? No. No, it's, it's one Um, of those other songs. We know so much about Shawn Mendes, if you... I blame the documentary. It yeah. didn't give us anything. I wanted to know no, know more about this guy. I I wanted to be proven wrong. I wanted to just. Yeah. I was hoping to have the Justin Bieber experience, like the people that didn't like him and saw the movie, and they're like, "Oh my god, I get it now." Yeah, but we didn't get that. Like, if anything, I feel more like, "Okay, I was right about him." Boring. I want to watch the Justin Bieber one again, like, but I can't find it anywhere. I used to own it. I don't think I have it anymore. I used to own it, too, and I think I gave it away. We need to watch it, though, or the One Direction one. Okay, that one? Well, dang, that was on Amazon Prime. I started watching it? it in, like, August. I don't have Amazon Prime anymore. I don't even remember what happens in that. Probably nothing. I watched half of it, and then I said, this is making me feel weird, and I stopped. <laughs> Anyways, back to Sean, Shawnee boy. It's just, he, he's so bland. And I he's wish he really wasn't. He's just really boring. And I'm like, I feel for him in a lot of respects. But I'm like, you. he's almost like that character in a show where it's like, they want you to feel bad for them, but you just don't. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you don't know anything about them. And it's everything that you do know about him that's like supposed to be like, Oh, feel for me, relate to me. It just seems so like sympathy driven. Yeah. Like pity party. And I can't pity, pity him because I don't know anything about. I don't know. We need to make the Sean Mendes documentary. Sean, if you want to get in touch, we'll really dig deep into these issues. I know. Let me get to know you. Let me form my own opinion. But like for for this, I think what would have really like improved it with narrative and everything and like maybe helped tie it together because it really just seems like they did not know what story they wanted to tell with this. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like let's edit random clips together and have Sean do voiceovers. Like okay. They could have put interviews in this. They That's could have interviewed saying. people yes. and they didn't. Like they have a 2 second clip from his manager at one point and then they talk to his sister for like three and a half seconds. His mom is just like in the background. Also she's English, didn't know that. And then like I, I, there are all these long drawn out like instrumental B-roll scenes that I'm like mm-hmm. this could have been an interview. Yeah. He mentions that music teacher like Mrs. Whatever Porter or something. Yeah. And Mrs. Porter. I'm thinking of Kevin Porter. That probably was not her name. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know if like she was available at the time. But I'm like, if she meant that much to you and hyped you up, maybe she is someone to talk to. I mean, if you look at the basic elements of a documentary, like what makes a documentary a documentary, they completely failed at this. Don't even... If Shawn Mendes was some random boy, this... I mean, 
this is a horrible documentary. This was not well made because of the fact that we're barely in our interviews. An interview is an essential part of a documentary. Absolutely. Especially from like, there are so many people they could have chose to interview too. Like, I'm not trying to drive it back to never say never, but they talked to literally everyone. They talked to his mom, his grandma, his teachers, the fans. And like different, ce- what about some of his celebrity friends? I guarantee you, he probably has some other musicians. Interview Camillo. I mean, they, they kind of did, but not really. But like a sit down, inter- like I want some sit down interviews. I don't I want don't, like we're a in casual... the kitchen. Yeah. It sounds like your heart. I don't know. It's just like they had all the this space. Like there were the so many long, like just drawn out slow-mo instrumental, like we're walking around. I'm like, this could have been a moment for you to incorporate some substance and you didn't. All those bathroom shower rehearsal things were so weird. So you know how in like the Justin Bieber documentary and every other documentary I mentioned well probably not Taylor so because hers wasn't like a tour thing they show like full performances there was not one full performance Mm-mm. and I guess like maybe that's outdated I don't know but if we're gonna do like a tour kind of thing and I know he's doing like an actual tour documentary coming out this year yes I'm not watching it. It's like what the Reputation Stadium tour so thing on So is Netflix. it like Miley and the Jonas Brothers? I think so. I mean, okay. I haven't looked into it, but I think it's like that. But he shows like little clips, like the song Youth. It was probably like 15 seconds long. And I was like, well, this is it? We're not, we're not doing the whole thing? I mean, and he did that every single time. And it annoyed me so much. I would just like, there were so many cuts. I'm like, can we please just like stay somewhere for a minute and then when we did stay somewhere i'm like nothing is happening it was boring like he would just be laying in the grass yeah and then the little moments where he would just burst out into singing out of nowhere in the car i was like that would get on my nerves like i'm so sorry if i was around you and you're like everything means nothing if i I would actually scream and he has one of those voices where it's kind of like the indie boy voice where it's very it's like if Halsey just like broke out, broke out in song. That's when I don't believe the insecurity because I'm like, if you sing that much out of nowhere, like you got some confidence I to know. not because you think you're not annoying everybody around you. And this movie, ta- like, not taught me that this irritates me, but like it reinforced it. Right? Mm-hmm. I hate watching people sing in like yeah. contexts where they're not supposed to be singing. Like, like it a, makes me uncomfortable. Like a tour concert thing fine because you're supposed to be singing but just like if you're singing not even with music in the background (laughs) it's so like it's so uncomfortable and like with him specifically I said before he does have vocal talent and I do believe that and I'm not like a vocalist or a vocal teacher or anything like that but I think it can be said he has technique issues like he always seems like he's really pushing his voice like way too far and that's probably what happened that's probably why he you know lost his voice like he's doing too much i'm like you you have talent but you're trying to like i feel like a lot of singers and you said it either yesterday or today like they think that belting Mm -hmm. and doing a ton of runs at the end of every single line is like 
everything. But there comes a point where like if you if these notes are not in your range anymore and you're belting it out, it turns into screaming. Like there's no musicality. Listen, okay, so there's always been this like debate whether Taylor Swift is a good singer or not. And I think she's good, but she's not like the best out there. I think her talent is like her lyrics and songwriting. Um, but when people are like, you think Taylor Swift can't sing? And then they show this, like, her, her, like, belting to the point where it's like, ow, that's, like, aggressive. And I've always hated that she does, like, the belt where she goes, like, like, she does that. It's very 11 Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) And then you watch someone like Adele or Zayn, and they're literally doing the same exact thing. But with no effort whatsoever. Exactly. I mean, I'm not it. saying they don't work hard. I'm sure yeah. they do. But like, it's it fits within their range. Same thing with like Ariana Grande and her like whistle tones and stuff. Yeah, and I don't think there's any belts on folklore. Not that I can think of. I don't think like, so either because it's a pretty like soft album. But if there isn't, thank goodness, because she really like she kept doing it like even in Reputation. I'm like, okay, like. It's always at the end, like the bridge of a song, and then she does a belt, and everybody's like, "She can sing, guys. She did a belt." And I'm like, "Is it a a vocal skill? Sure, but I'm like, with him, I'm just like, I just want to tell him like, relax, calm mm-hmm. down, because like there was one part where he went over. Also, when I'm saying calm down, I'm not trying to like diminish his anxiety. Like, calm down. I'm cured. I'm not saying that. I'm just like just." relax a little bit there's this part where he's at the piano and i think he's singing lost in japan i think because it's the part where like beforehand he's like practicing this falsetto and he goes out to the piano and i've heard lost in japan many a time i like that song i like the beat but he'll he'll sit there and he'll like at the end of every line he's like do you got plans tonight i'm a couple hundred miles from japan like stop doing all like stop just stop please (laughs) it reminds me of when you watch like x factor or any of those singing competitions and the contestants are trying to like impress the judges showing that they can like was it like a run or something yeah it's a vocal run and it's that's not even included in in the song and they think it's, like, so impressive. But I'm sitting over here like, this is so annoying. It Just is. Sing. It's so Christina Aguilera. Like, stop. Just sing the song how it is. It's so annoying. Exactly. Or, like, unnecessary falsetto. Because mm. when he was practicing... Like, I'm not trying to say there's no falsetto in that song. But, like, when he was practicing it, I'm like, these parts aren't even in that register. Mm. So what are you doing? Like, I don't know anything about warm-ups or whatever. But it's just... It seems so extra. And I hate to say it going to your song dedication to me, try hard. It's so like, look at me, like, mm-hmm. oh boy, we get it. I almost think that his vocal ability, and this might be controversial, was better when he was doing covers on YouTube, when he didn't have that like stress and pressure. Cause now yeah. it just seems like he's like, oh, everything has to be perfect. And I have to showcase every talent ever. Um, I kind of wanted to look at like some letterbox reviews like we did with After. Because I think these are just so funny. Um, One of them is content warning, Camila Cabello. Thank you for the warning. Um, One of them says, like we said uh, before, it's truly so embarrassing that they include zero vines and MacCon footage. Why have a film about your rise to fame and not even tell the story? This is simply poor storytelling or purposefully running away from the thing that made you famous. Both make me angry. 
take a shot every time Sean talks about stargazing. Rated um, C for Camila. Yeah. There was no reason this needed to be made. The opening scene is soft, soft porn of Sean in the shower. We get it, hot boy. You are hot. Um, I saw one. Oh, then we get to the international terrorist attack that is Senorita. Y'all really went there. <laughs> Camila Cabello stands in the background of almost every shot. Like, don't you have a Cinderella movie to film? Leave us alone. I forgot she was doing that. I didn't think it was real. <laughs> And the last one I wanted to um, show would have been five stars if it included the footage of Sean shaking in fear when you hear Camila Cabello ask if the sushi restaurant had any bananas. I mean, it probably would have leveled this movie up in my eyes, too. I want the behind the scenes of, like, the quarantine walk. Where was the the video footage of that? I don't know. And how... I want to know, how do they dress themselves? Because, let me tell you, that... Hmm. Do their parents dress them till they were, like, 22 and then quarantine happened? And <laughs> I just don't know. You know, I only have, like, two positive things to say about this movie, which is so unfortunate. I wanted to be able to say many positive things, but that just isn't the case. Um, two things. I do like his ideology behind making each concert as special as the first, you know, Mm -hmm. taking in, like, taking into consideration the audience and how much, like, money and time and stuff they've devoted to him and wanting to, like, give that same quality of performance each night. Because Mm -hmm. I'm sure that gets monotonous, like, performing the same songs over and over and over and over. he had, like, a hundred shows. That's crazy to do. So, yeah, I appreciate that, too, because he was saying, like, you know, this is our sixth show. And even if, like, somebody out in the audience has seen me before in uh, live, we're going to make it to where this is the first show they've ever seen of me. Like, no matter what, even if it's the same thing. And I I appreciated that because it seemed that moment seemed genuine. I also Mm -hmm. liked the writing sessions, which I wish we would have had more of that. But I know he wants to save it for his actual album or whatever. But I just think that's, like, interesting to see how, like, lyrics come together and how things are Mm -hmm. edited and the fan moments. There's that footage of him driving and that man is like, oh, my God, my daughter's a big fan. (laughs) How do you notice somebody in the car? Like, I feel like I don't look at anyone. Um, he was looking out for Shawn Mendes to begin with. He had them eyeballs peeled. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the girl that goes up in the meet and greet, and this is where I had a question for you and a question for myself. She's like oh my god you just make me feel so connected and blah 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 and I'm not trying to like make fun of her at all because like I'm sure that was a huge moment for her meeting somebody that's important to her and everything but I'm like how do these fans have like full-on speeches prepared for like what they're gonna say to this person because I feel like I would it would be no no thoughts head empty like I would not have anything to say I guess they're like so excited like they want to seem like I don't know like they're dedicated in some way and it does come off as very rehearsed so i don't know it's just like i don't know what i'm gonna say if i ever meet you know five seconds of summer i would just be like yo what's up i wouldn't even say anything though that's the thing if i saw harry styles on the street 
the way in which I probably would not approach him. Like, the way in which I would probably stand where I am, unless my Leo rising really decided to jump out that day and be like, I'm confident. I would not say anything. I have always told myself, if I ever meet, like, a celebrity that, and I, like, appreciate their work, um, I would just say, like, hey, fan of your work. You, you, like, if it was a music, musician, I would say, like, hey, you, you got some cool songs or something like <laughs> I know I probably wouldn't say that. I'd probably be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what do I say? But like, and if it's an actor, I'd be like, hey, saw you in a movie. This It was pretty good. I, I would want to be chill about it. I know well, I, I mean, wouldn't be able to be. Your brush with Jake Gyllenhaal like prepared you for it all. So like you oh, don't no, even no. have anything to worry about. Oh, I learned from that because I didn't even know what to do. I practically like chased after him. It's like, Jake, come back, <laughs> come back, Jake. And people, and my family made fun of me for it for so long uh, the, we don't know how we would behave in the presence of jake it's like how i didn't know how i would behave when jeanette mccurdy walked past us <laughs> in new york i was we, like nobody knows <laughs> i didn't scream or anything but she did turn around and wave at like the group of people and we were like ah but that was it i mean i met taylor Swift's tour manager i know I'm famous, guys. It's <laughs> so hard living the <laughs> living this lifestyle. I just can't wait to go back to my roots of playing with the Keurig machine and making eggs. Me too. I have no idea how to make eggs. I have no idea how to make a Keurig machine. Thank goodness I'm normal so I can do those things. But that's like as complex as our lives get, us normies. we All yeah. we do is just make coffee and eat eggs. Seems to be. Smoke a weed, eat some beef jerky. That's it. What would you say your final thoughts are of this wonderful piece of cinema? Look, I I understand the sentiment behind I understand what they were trying to do here. It just it didn't come out as I expected it to be. You know, I wanted to learn something, learn nothing. I wanted to feel for this guy. I mean, I kind of did by the end of it. I feel bad because... He seems like he's really hard on himself. And you know, you don't. nobody wants to be hard on themselves. So Sean, I feel for you on that. But on Letterboxd, I gave this two and a half stars out of five um, stargazing motivational speeches. Hold on. Did I give it two and a half stars? No, I, got, I gave it one and a half. <laughs> Katie said, actually, never mind. Don't feel bad. I will say the main issue with I have with it is that it's not even Sean himself. It's like the people behind the documentary. Like, obviously did not know how to make a documentary. It's the lack of storytelling and narrative, really, that takes away so much from this. Mm-hmm. Um, my final thoughts, I guess, instead of including so many snippets of, like, what's to come out in the future, I would have liked it if he would have reflected on the projects that he's already done mm-hmm. and talked about, like, how what he's doing now is different from what he's done in the past or maybe it's the same I don't know but I just okay are the positive responses to this documentary a case of blind stand disease so that's a term from Miss Sydney Lavin on YouTube she used it in her ranking One Direction songs video and I just I love it blind stand disease because like I get it like what it's like to idolize somebody and be like oh my god this person is so perfect they can do no wrong because like I've been there when I was a younger teen girl or whatever And I think most people grow out of it and they realize like, yo, they're just people too. And like before anyone comes from my neck about, well, you're always like that, I'm not hearing it. 
Girl, I have criticized that man. I have talked about that merch. I have talked about the videos. I I am not scared to say that someone, everything someone does isn't for me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Taylor Swift, respect her as an artist, but I don't love everything she's ever done. Yeah, and I said the same, I said the same about Taylor Swift. I said the same thing about Five Seconds of Summer. It's just the way it is because we're all adults around here and we can, we can, I mean, at the end of the day, if you just tell yourself, these are people too, no matter how famous you are, no matter where you are on the social ranking scale of Hollywood, people are just imperfect. But I think the problem is with Sean, I'm not going to say specifically Sean Mendes stance. I'm just going to say stance in general. They want to prove that their idols are imperfect, but not in the way that's controversial. Like, they want to desperately show Sean has anxiety. He's just like us. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not... I don't know. I don't know how to, like, explain it. I just think you have to get to this point where you take people off a pedestal. Because, like, if anything, if you're trying to be like, well, he's relatable and perfect, but also imperfect, ah, quirky... You're creating a bigger divide between yourself and a celebrity. Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, this person is this and I'm just a lowly plebeian. But I just wanted to be converted or moved by, like, to listen to more of his music. Yeah. But I just wasn't. I wasn't persuaded to admire him in any way. Exactly. And I'm, not saying, I'm not saying, like, admire, like, oh, we're a standout. I think you can admire someone from afar just as a person but and maybe like their music isn't for you but you admire like their message or something but he didn't really seem to have one and I've said it before and I'll say it again can he please take a risk just one time in his life like he's really created this image for himself of being like you know I'm a nice boy from Canada I like jeans tank tops and playing the guitar he did say he wanted to smoke a joint I think that's as risky as you're going to get with him. Controversy. He just says, I'm persevering through my anxiety and internal need for perfection to perform in front of millions. But the good news is, Sean, we don't hate you. There you go. Maybe try more of the piano. That little ending bit with the piano was refreshing. It was nice to see him not with a guitar. So how would you rank this documentary? I would give it, let's see, out of five or out of ten. Um, what about five? Okay, out of five uh, songs that are written about Camila, I would give it, I feel like a two is too generous. I, I gave it one and a half. You can do the same, go lower, go higher. I think I would give it like a one because okay. it was just really boring. And as somebody who, you know, used to be into journalism and thinks they understand storytelling especially non-fiction storytelling just because it's non-fiction doesn't mean it has to be boring like it could have been so much more than what it was don't know how much of that is his fault to wrap things up you know we don't know who to blame in all this is it sean for being too nervous to reveal it all is it the documentary filmmakers for not pushing him to or editing it weird i don't know i mean it was pretty weird editing it's even, like, mm-hmm. aesthetically, there were points where I'm like, why is the camera quality so bad? Like, I know they were trying to go for this artsy look, but I was like, this is ugly. Yeah. 
Well, we learned nothing about Sean. Do you want to prove that with a quizzy wizzy? Of course. We are taking a quiz called... This Sean Mendes quiz is on hard mode, and you should be scared. Believe me, I am. This quiz is for true fans only. It's a good thing we're true fans. I don't I don't know how qualified I am. I'm getting nervous. Quick, name all his Grammy noms. Best new artist? No, I'm just I have no idea. Uh by my name's not Danielle. Okay, not Danielle. A community contributor. Thank you, not Danielle. Also, thank you, BuzzFeed community team, for approving and editing this quiz. Round of applause to the community team. First of all, what are Sean's middle names? Ooh, I feel okay. So I know one of them, but I don't know if I know both. Okay, so we have is it Raul Paul? Because surely it's not Raul Paul. That sounds like a cigarette <laughs> brand. Raul Paul. Raul Paul. We have Peter Paul, Peter Raul, or Paul Mall. I want to choose Peter Paul so bad because out of all these, it sounds the least ridiculous. But I feel like because of that, it just can't be it. I think it's Peter Raul or whatever. I think it is. Like, I'm pretty positive. Yeah, that's not what I'm going for. I'm going to go with that one. Not stealing your answer. It's just, oh, we don't get the answer right away. Oh, my goodness. But how would we know what's his real they won't they probably won't show it. I'm know. pretty sure that that's his middle name. Like or middle name, excuse me, there's two. When is Sean's birthday? This I don't know. Um September 15th, so uh a Virgo. August 8th. What, a Leo? Question mark, I don't know. December 12th, Capricorn or May 2nd. Taurus. Girl, you're asking the wrong person. Um, I feel like he's a December boy. A Capricorn? I, I don't know why. I just think he is. I have literally no idea. And none of, like, it's not something where he may, I think, I'm just going to say May 2nd. Okay. How many siblings does Sean have? One, <laughs> three, two, or zero. One. One. He has it's a um, sister. Aaliyah? Ali- uh-huh. Aaliyah. What's the name of Sean's sister? Wow, we're doing so good. Okay, Anna, Alexa, Alicia, or Aaliyah. Wow, it's probably Alicia. I think it's Alexa, like Amazon. Um, I personally disagree. What was the first song Sean released? Oh, man. Ooh, okay. Never Be Alone, Life of the Party, Something Big, or One of Those Nights. I feel like it's either Life of the Party or Something Big. The, yeah, those are the two obvious ones. Like, a part of me wants to say life at the party, but maybe it is something. Ooh, I don't know. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with life at the party. Me too. When did the the SM3 tour start? Girl. I guess that's Sean Mendes 3. <laughs> how would I literally? I don't even know this for anyone. Um, if March- you were a fan, like, how would you? Like, I wouldn't even expect you to know that. And for real, if someone came up to me, like, and it was like, when did HS1's tour start? I'd be like, girl, I don't know. I can name the year. Um, March 12, 2019. March 2nd, 2019. March 17th, 2019. Or March 7th, 2019. This, is, this isn't even easy. They're all the same month. I'm going with the 7th. I'll go with the 2nd. 
Which line is not a Sean lyric day? This might kill us. Okay. Can't wait to see you in the morning, baby. Every song I've ever written is about you. Uh, can you come on over and work with me? Fear not. Yeah, welcome to the jungle. I like the vibe in this hotel room. I feel like the I like the vibe in this hotel room is like... It's... No, that's a Sean lyric. I know it has is to be. it? Because I was thinking of like Lost in Japan because like he talks about hotel, but like I don't remember him ever saying a vibe. Well, maybe he did in one of his other songs that we don't know. <laughs> I just don't listen to him. Um, some of these songs, I, some of these lyrics, I can't even imagine someone saying, like, can't wait to see you in the morning, baby. Like, how do you sing that? Can't wait to see you in the morning, baby. Uh, Fear not, yeah, welcome to the jungle. I feel like that I, is weird. I keep thinking of the welcome to the jungle song and I'm like, is this supposed to be obvious and I'm just being like so stupid? I'm picking fear not because I just couldn't imagine him saying that. There's something about that that's like throwing me off. Um, what song is Sean covering for his tour? What tour? I don't, what, when was this, hold on, when was this created? Uh, 2019. Okay. Under Pressure by Queen. I don't see it happening. Uh, Use Somebody by Kings of Leon. Potential. Thinking About You by Frank Ocean. Highly doubt it. Or Fix You by Coldplay. Could also see that one. I could see. That's a very white boy song right there. Fix You. Um, I feel like you wouldn't do Queen because you have to be very careful with Queen songs. Because if you mess it up, if you do something completely different, they will come for you any well i think any person in general will come for you so i feel like you know sean's not one to risk uh, risk it all for one song i don't think he would manifest that for himself i i am really leaning fix you coldplay because i just feel like Mm -hmm. that makes sense but i could very clearly see you somebody you somebody Mm -hmm. if only i knew more about this tour i'm gonna pick you somebody and i'm gonna do fix you just Maybe one of us is right. What song is not on the SM3 set list? When you're ready. Mutual. Particular taste. Ew. Or ruin. The fact that I don't know any of these songs. (laughs) I've never heard these. Um... Ruin. He wouldn't... He would... Like I said, he wouldn't manifest that. I feel like if he performed Ruin, it would ruin the tour. Um... I'm going to go with the other singular song, mutual, singular word song, mutual. Um, I don't know why. It's just, I, it's a random pick. Who is Sean not collaborated with? Okay, the, maybe we'll know this. Maybe. The only person I know he's collaborated with is literally Camila. Well, maybe like songwriting, you know? Okay. We have Khalid, Niall Horan. God bless. Astrid S or The Vamps. I could see him doing something. Do you remember The Vamps? Yeah. But do they do like songwriting stuff? I have no idea. Like, I don't really know much about any of these people. I'm really trying to think if he's done something with Khalid. Like, I would think maybe off his third album. Now Horn? I couldn't see them two being in the same room together. But at the same time, they could. Like, I could see him with the vamps. 
He's, but he's, I don't know. And I don't know who Astrid S is. But this is not collaborated with. See, I feel like Astrid S, I don't know who that is. I feel like because we don't know, that's like an obvious choice that they that he has collaborated with this person. Or I'm gonna people. S- I could, but could you see him doing something with Khalid? I honestly could. I well, think- maybe because like Fifth Harmony. Because like Khalid has that song with Normani. I don't know. I think they're like in the same age range. So like obviously maybe their management was like, okay, work together, figure something out. I just feel like their music is so different though. Has he done something with Nal Horan? I can I literally cannot remember. I feel like they would. I'm gonna say he hasn't worked with Khalid. I'm gonna say I think he has done done something with Nile and I just can it's like really bugging me that I don't know. I'm gonna say Khalid too. There's just like I just don't because their know. music is so different. Mm-hmm. We're probably so wrong about that. I don't know. How did Sean get the scar that's on his cheek? Trying to shave. My favorite task. He was born with it. Maybelline. <laughs> he fell, as I did for him after watching this documentary, or scratched by an animal. I think mm. it's scratched by an animal. I feel like a dog scratched him or something. Yeah, I think the same thing. I didn't, I didn't even know he had a scar on his cheek. He probably makes some sob story out of it. When I was six years old. It's Sean. I am trying not to cut for you. I'm really not. I'm really not. Okay. How old was Sean when he signed with his record label? 16, 15, 14, 13. I think it's 16. I think it's 15. Really? Girl, I don't know. (laughs) All I know is like that me and him are the same age. And he was relevant relevant uh when i was in he like magcon was going on when i was a sophomore in high school and i don't think he was signed yet so i think it's 16 i don't know i'm saying 15 because i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> who's sean mendes signed with mercury and virgin emi records never heard of them sony music and entertainment a biggie uh columbia records and sony music hello harry styles or island and republic records I don't think it's Columbia because don't they put the logo on like all of the albums that people are signed with? That little, I don't remember what their logo is, but I swear it's on every single album with whoever signed with them. I have no idea. I don't like know very much about labels and stuff. Mm. I would, I don't know why like Sony is calling out to me. I just feel like Sony. I'm saying Sony because I don't know. It just resonates. What are the names of the people in his band? Y'all, I didn't even know he had a band. Okay, Teddy, Andrew, and Alex. Xander, Alexander, and Sam. Mike, Zubin, and Eddie. Or Zach, Brian, and Alicia. Wasn't Eddie the name of his, like, friend in the documentary? No, his friend's name is Ryan. I swear there was an Eddie in there. Maybe there was, but the one friend was like, my friend from home is Ryan. Oh, I thought his name was Eddie. Maybe I'm wrong, but I swear I was like, oh, okay. Well, again, this shows that this documentary showed nothing because I literally don't know who any of these people are. I feel like Zubin is kind of a cool name. (laughs) But, like, for some reason, well, Alicia or Alessia or whatever, I think they're trying to be like, oh, Alessia Cara. But I don't think, 
I feel like it's Zubin. It's, I don't think it's Alessia because she's opening for him. So I think they're trying to throw us, well, like she did open for him. I know that much. Um, I think it's Teddy, Andrew, and Alex. Okay. Because I like the name Teddy. Teddy and Zoop. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these songs does Sean not sing? Where were you in the morning? Not at home, clearly. Uh, still felt. Am I all right? Still feel like your man. Lights on or hold on. I don't know any of these songs. What is that once? Isn't there a song from like Disney Channel that's like hold on? Hold oh my gosh, Jonas Brothers. That that was my favorite Jonas song back in the day. That's the first thing that came to mind. Someone, any like that song. Girl, I don't know. I, I think he has a song called Lights On. Well, obviously he has. These are all his songs, but like, which one does he not sing probably on tour? Oh. Because the way they worded it is like weird. I guess where were you in the morning? Um, I'm going to say Still Feel Like Your Man. Because that seems like a title of a song that's like controversial now. You know? Like, I'm going to steal you from your new man. Because I, I feel like you're still. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I hate all these questions. Okay. When was his first album handwritten released? April 4th, 2015. April 14th, 2015. April 16th, 2015. Or April 28th, 2015. Do people know this? I don't know. Well, this it did say it was hard. And it's definitely hard for I'm people pe- who don't even <laughs> know Shawn Mendes. I'm picking April 14th because it's a month after my birthday. I'm picking 28 because I like that number. Because Taylor Swift sang it in her September cover. It's the 28th night of September. Ooh, don't bring that up. You'll get you'll get some comments, some controversy. <laughs> <laughs> what day was the album Illuminate released? Girl. September. I hate this. Okay, September fourteenth, twenty sixteen. September nineteenth, twenty sixteen. September eighth, twenty sixteen. Or September twenty third, twenty sixteen. It's not eighth. Oh, I was about to say eighth because I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I. You know, I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. I'm gonna say September nineteenth. I'm gonna say eighth because eight is my favorite number. Um. Okay. I didn't realize how long this quiz is. I'm just gonna. Okay. What date was the album Shawn Mendes released? May 25th, 2018, uh, 16, 14, or 29? 25th. I don't know. Did I say 14? It literally says 4. Oh, cool. I didn't even notice. I'm picking 4 because I said it wrong. See, I disagree with that because that's Cinco de Mayo. That's like, may the 4th be with you. And, you know, that's already two things coinciding. But I feel like he would do it because he's like, I love being a part of culture. (laughs) Which Grammys? Oh my gosh! Whoa! I just asked this. Which Grammys were Shawn Mendes um, nominated for in twenty nineteen? Best music video and best new artist. I think that is the first one is the choice. Song of the year and best pop vocal album. Best male pop vocal performance and record of the year. A record of the year and album of the year. It's not album of the year. Um, uh, I don't know actually. I know it's record of the year. We were just talking about. I think it's record of the year. Because I remember looking at it, I was like, damn. I'll trust your opinion. I just don't think it's album of the year, because mm. that category is so... See, I wouldn't doubt it because of the Grammys, but I do think it's best male pop vocal performance. So, it's not best new artist. He wasn't new. No. What, what are they trying to pull with us? They think that we're fake fans. 
when we clearly know everything. Which one of these songs has not been made to a music video? This right here, we have to go back and change our answer. What? Featuring. <laughs> I forgot about that song, and it was even in the documentary. Was it? Ooh, okay. Yes, he, well, he wasn't there. Okay, guys, we were so wrong. I, dang, I, I don't was... listen to this man. I literally know, like, three songs. Okay, we have Nervous, The Weight, Youth, or Bad Reputation. Wait, you don't remember Youth? I mean, I forgot about it, but, like, I remember when he was singing it. I was like, yeah, I remember this song. No. He was like, you can't take my youth. Because I, I would always think of the Choice of On song. I have literally never heard that song in my life. Um. Well, obviously, we were wrong. Um, I don't know if they made a, I don't know if they made a music video. I would assume because Nervous and Youth were like music video or singles that he made a music video. So I'm thinking the weight. Bad new reputation. I actually remember listening to that song. But I don't know if he made a. I really do not know any of these. I'm this is embarrassing. Um. Did I put? Wait, no. I think I hold on. I'm still stuck on that whole collaborate. Like, I made. Did I pick Mount Horn? I no, think you, I didn't. We do we both pick Khalid? Whatever. Who cares? Girl, I don't know. Who has Sean not done photo shoot with? Saint Laurent, Calvin Klein, Rolling Stone, or Armani? I know it's not Calvin Klein. Cause he. He's probably yeah. I saw the ad for it. James mm-hmm. Corden did a whole parody. I feel like he's done Rolling Stone. Because everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, Sean Mendes." I think he's on Rolling Stone. I think it's the answer is Armani. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't keep up with my Shawn Mendes photo shoots. I think the boots he wears are Saint Laurent. I just feel Mm. like Armani, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think they would reach out to him. Yeah. Lastly, what was the first cover Sean posted on YouTube? Hometown Glory by Adele. Drop in the Ocean by Ron Pope. That's a throwback right there. Do you know that song? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Wanted by Hunter Hayes. That's also a throwback right there. Or Hot Hot on Fire. Heart on Fire by Jonathan Clay. Um, I think it's Hometown Glory. I honestly don't know. I feel like you would know this more. I remember he did say something. I remember Um, he did Sweater Weather. he He was into those 2014... Jams. Those were the tunes. Mm-hmm. Something about Wanted by... You know what? I'm going to trust your word because I feel like you would know it more. So I'm going to say Hometown Glory. I'm stealing your answer. It doesn't even tell you if they're right. <laughs> what? What did, what did you get? I got Participation Ribbon. Yeah, you don't. I... <laughs> you don't know everything about Sean, but that's okay. You're still welcome to adore him like the rest of us. Thanks, guys. I want to know what I got wrong. I know. I mean, all those date ones I probably got wrong. Like, are we... Do we have to Google all this now? No, I'm not... I'm not taking the time to do that because this quiz is already 20 minutes long. All you stands can let us know with a review. So give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at... Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, send email us, at gmail.com.